You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humblest host at the Next Level Podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you're having a fantastic day, a jog, a drive, a prayer, whatever you're doing right now. I hope you're enjoying it and in good health. I've got a special guest today, and uh, I've known this guy for a few years, and I've learned a lot from him already. He's kind of a spiritual father for me, and he's also a banker. Yes, money, baby. <laughs> Greenbacks. I love it. And uh, he actually sent me some samples the other day, which I got to tell you, that was really, because I kept saying, hey, man, you got to send me some samples, bro. But uh, Mike Sluter, uh, amazing guy here. This guy has been married to the same woman for the last 37 years, Janice, who I know is also awesome. Uh, they got two grown sons, a daughter-in-law and one granddaughter. And uh, he's been raised on the farm, which is, I like that, uh, which the accent gives that away, but the actions don't. Um, and he thought he was gonna be a farmer, but uh, God had other plans. He left the farm and started a new destiny and worked for the UPS, UPS uh, for 13 years, big, great company. He uh, then felt the call to move to develop his prophetic giftings. I love this. Took a journey to North Carolina, Ohio, and Colorado Springs, in Colorado Springs, he had the incredible privilege of working with the Global Harvest Ministries, Peter, uh, C. Peter, Doris Wagner, and Chuck Pierce. When he left GHM, he worked as an associate pastor for a few years while also working in the mortgage business. And this is where it gets interesting. In 2005, he moved back to Canyon, Texas, which is a beautiful place out in West Texas, up in the Panhandle, where he worked for a small bank managing mortgage department while learning both consumer and commercial lending. And for the past 12 years, he's been the vice president of a big bank, a commercial bank, and a regional bank there in Canyon, Texas, which is all over Texas. And um, he does amazing work there, and he's been there for a long time. And he's also been an intercessory prayer and prophet for the past 25 years. So Mike Sluter, welcome to the next level, baby. You epitomize the next level. Well, thank you. And we all need to be on the next level with the way things are going now. <laughs> yes, sir. Isn't that the truth? So I, it's Mike, I, you know, there's many a time, I know Stacy, my wife talks to you a lot and, and you've been involved with us and, and uh, I got to meet you. I remember the first time I was out there in West Texas and at a church and giving a presentation or a speech or something. And I looked out there in the audience and I said something about don't listen to your banker and everybody turned and looked at you and you were sitting there laughing and cracking up and uh, which you had a great sense of humor. But as I got to know you, you're not your average banker. What I see you uh, as, as a, as a guy that is always pulling from people and helping people and seeing how you can make something work, whether it's a loan, whether it's a line of credit, whether it's a mortgage, whatever it is. Uh, and, and it's really interesting to see you. And I got, I had the pleasure, Stacy and I and Brianna had the pleasure up there to sit down in the, in the, uh, the, the uh, executive lounge at your bank there. And I got to meet with the president and CEO of the bank. And that was an amazing meal, amazing time. And I love the way 
people in your bank are all about Jesus as well. And so how is it working in a, in a big bank like that, being a big deal, and having uh, and being surrounded by pe- other believers too? Because I know that's not the way it is everywhere. Yeah, we, we do have a unique culture there. Um, and it was there from the beginning uh, that whenever our bank was birthed, um, there, and so it, it, it's something that to have that type of atmosphere, you know, is worth a lot of money. You know, there's people that could make a lot more money at another bank, but the atmosphere is not there. Um, I mean, we, we, one of our uh, core values is we, we play hard, but we work hard. And so we're good about that, you know, and it's been a, it's been a great journey there because I've worked with people that really have a heart of compassion, you know, business can, you know, we still have to do business and be businessmen, but there's also a heart of compassion by it that brings in a a different aspect that, that a lot of people don't get to see in that commercial realm. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating because it's kind of like a kingdom business bank almost. And may, maybe I'm broad stroking that too much, but I just fe- felt that and I see that the way you operate and the way uh, the bank operates. And uh, it just it's just really, it's refreshing to see. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that we don't shy away from is prayer. Um, it's, it's on the outside of our banks and God we trust. Come on. And, and so it's, it's one of those things that it's a special place. It's a unique bank. I'm not going to, um, you know, say that we're the only one doing it, but we have a, 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 such a unique, uh, bond of people that, you know, we're, we're in a rough time in s- some seasons, like right now, you know, we're disconnected, we're working from home. Uh, but we all still try our best to stay on the same page with one another and, you know, and get back and, and just love on one another. And right yeah. now it's kind of hard because you don't, you know, you don't get to see them and you're working from home. Indeed. So I have, do you, do you go into the bank at all these days or is it strictly still from home? Well, I'm, I'm back in the, the branch now for the, okay. for, all right. Well, that's kind because of, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. All right. So, uh, all right. So, you you've you've got to do some pretty amazing things. I know uh, you know being a prophet and 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 hearing the word. And uh, I know that you and Stacy uh, talk about uh, Melchizedek. Uh, did I say it right? Um, <laughs> Melchizedek. Thank you, thank you. That's right. <laughs> we'll get it there. But uh, I I know who it is. And I know, but I don't. I, I have a hard time pronouncing it. Uh, oh, everybody but, does. But I think your take on that and that book you're reading on that uh, is really amazing. And I know what what's the name of the book? Share that with our listeners because I think it's really um, good. It's a uh, discovering the order of Melchizedek. Um, it, basically, beginning to understand the 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 roles of this new kingdom, and really uh, in what we're starting to see is the kingdom starting to manifest, but we still don't see completely of how that all works. And, and that's a, it's a good starting book um, to start reading. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Miles, I think it's Miles, Dr. Miles put it out. Um, But it's, it's understanding our roles moving forward in the kingdom. Uh, The structure of the church isn't once it's going to be going into the kingdom error 
um, we just don't know what that's going to look like just yet because we've not started walking into that type of atmosphere yet. Interesting. So one of the things too that I really looked at you and when, when Stacey and I were starting to do some work here and, and uh, we started forming uh, some groups and doing the next level experience and, uh, and, and the McIntyre program, I asked you, I said, you know, should I convert this over to a 501 C3? And uh, you said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and explain to our audience why, because I think it's really interesting that I'm not opposed to 501 C3s, but I really, I really took your wisdom to heart. Well, because of 501 C3 is a government agency, it, it, it can also seize your assets. Um, and so it's not, I mean, you get, you get some benefits, but there's also a trade-off. And, you know, back in the days when Jesus was walking the earth, there wasn't a 501c3. It was a giving of the heart. And so when you're, when, you know, whenever you're looking at it now, it's like, I believe that the business realm and the kingdom realm will intertwine so much that really a 501c3 won't be legally available to me is what I'm seeing. And I think it's really the pureness of heart. You know, if you're, if you're giving just to get a tax deduction, then, you know, check your heart, you know, or, or you're giving to sow into the kingdom, you know, the, your blessings will be more than that tax tax deduction by far. So good. I, the end is how I've been, been seeing it. Yeah, no, I think that's good, Mike. I, I think, you know, and when you laid that on me, you know, I really, took a pause to that. And I thought, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, for that reason, uh, you're the reason why we didn't do it. Uh, so I think that's good wisdom, you know, and look, you know, and I, and, and I get it, you know, I mean, you know, we're not out here to, uh, to provide tax deductions. We're out here to help people uh, process and move forward and, and go to the next level in their business and their life and their relationships, whatever it is. So that was really good. And uh, okay. So tell me this, I know, you know, this whole, uh, you know, COVID thing in West Texas. And, and I know, you know, West Texas is a really, I love it out there. I love the people out there. When, when Stacy and I and our team went out there and did our first next level experience in Canyon, we were just, we fell in love with the people out there. And uh, uh, of course I used to work out there back in the day when I had my insurance company, but uh, what is it, what is, why is West Texas, uh, the panhandle especially, why is it such a unique place it just seems like it's God's country out there. Tell, tell us the origin or, cause I think you've shared some of this with me before, but I want our listeners to know about this cause it's flat out there. Yes. I mean, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty flat. You know, I think the it's only thing flat. between the only thing between you guys and Alaska is a barbed wire fence, you know, I mean, that's it. Yeah. So, you can watch it. Yeah. You can watch your dog run away for three days. <laughs> so yes, somebody told me that uh, at one point, uh, one day, the wind stopped out there and everybody fell down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The panhandle, it, it's a, it's an interesting place, you know, because we don't have, you know, beautiful trees around us and, and, and lakes and we have some, but I mean, it's just a unique place of people that, you know, if you didn't choose to live here, it wouldn't be one of those destination spots. I mean, it just wouldn't be, but the people are really kind and considerate we, it's really like one big family. Um, it is growing tremendously, 
but it it is because it, it's always been that way. It's been farm, ag, um, oil, uh, and then you got some industries other than you know just the farming and ag. But we, it, it it's really basically just down to earth people working, making a living, and you know some people like just being basic, and there's people like me that want to shoot for the moon and <laughs> and uh, and do more. You know, yeah. we're all in it together. And it's really it, there's really a strong presence of the Lord in in the panhandle too uh and i think you were telling me that they've been praying over that land for a long time oh yeah yeah it, it's it's a big deal um you know of course one of the last battles of, of the native americans was here in powder canyon and you know and god really reconciled that and uh, where he brought in i was able to be a part of that all the the five tribes together and to it's the only time i mean many many people had that on their heart to do and a lot of people reconciled and i think it's just filling the bowl of intercession of what they were doing and the one i was able to be a part of was uh it was like god just came in and moved and brought jay swan in and he's like the apostle of the first nations people and was able to get all five tribes there first time it's ever been done and so we were able to reconcile with every um, every uh, Native American tribe. And, you know, another thing that we did is that we went to the place or the proximate place of where the horses were actually killed. Uh, because that's how they, that's how we got them to surrender was because we took away their mode of making uh, or getting their food. And so that's how we, how they broke them. Uh, wow. and that, and so that was one thing I, I, I was, I remember driving up to the place and where they were already starting to reconcile, uh, that where we killed the horses and the cry of the native Americans during that time was just, it, it just broke your heart. But it also, the power of God was there breaking that off of that place. That's and so, so yeah. there's a healing there that happened that, that I felt like healed this land to move us forward into the next level of not just a revival, but reformation of that for this area, because there's been a word spoken over this panhandle is as the panhandle of Texas goes, so does the state of Texas. And as the state of Texas goes, the nation. Wow. That's awesome. And so I love that healing and, and uh, the repentance and, and getting together the tribes. I think that's really Amazing, and I lo- I think it's a there's a deep spiritual well in in the panhandle, and uh, you know uh, it's it's really refreshing. It really is. Driving up there, uh, there's all kinds of billboards about Jesus, and, and it's just <laughs> you know you're going into God's country, baby, when you're headed out to West Texas, and and eighty percent of the billboards are about Jesus and He's your Savior, and it's just like this is cool, you know. Uh, it's really 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 nice. All right, so. Uh, let's, let's talk, let's talk money just for a second. Okay. Um, so, you know, the government's obviously printing a lot of money right now. They've got a new PPP program. They, you know, the new administration's coming in offering a $1.9 trillion uh, relief package. And, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm pretty conservative as I know you are. 
uh, about spending and printing money. And I know it's, you know, we're in a difficult situation. What do you see? I mean, right now, you know, the Fed has got the bank note or the interest rates really, really low, which is nice, which helps keep things going. But how long do you see the interest rates staying low for this? Because I know a lot of our listeners are, they, they like to buy real estate, they flip houses and whatnot. And, uh, and of course, everybody's in, you know watching the stock market. And I think, hey, I think a few of my picks came through pretty good. I don't know if you ever got any of those, but uh, well, I did I, on one of mine. I tripled my money. So come on, <laughs> wasn't a bunch, but hey, I mean, you know, you, you don't if you don't get in it, you can't, you know, make try to make money. We just started small, but yeah, you know, it we tripled our money on it, and so we've got that set aside for the next one to go in and. And so that um, it, that's the fun part of it. It's just yeah. trying. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and for you listeners that aren't tracking, we we have a uh, a next level life thing that we do, and uh, we once a month we get on and I'll answer all questions. And so quite often people want to ask about investing in stocks, and so I gave a few tips and. Uh, looks like uh, banker Mike took advantage of those. So that's awesome, man. All right. So, so tell us what, what do you, what do you see? Uh, uh, you know, I know you're not, you know, uh, chairman of the fed reserve, but you know, not today, but you could be there at some point. So <laughs> what do you see for the future on there banker Mike? Well, I really think that we're going to see an economic reset. Uh, I don't think we can keep going the way that we've been going uh, without it uh, because there's just so much destruction uh, and we're in an area that we've never been in as a nation mm. or the world. And so we're, we're having to um, gently move forward, but being conservative because we've, we just don't know. Uh, most banks, or at least here in the panhandle, um, the reports that we're hearing is that everybody did not only made it, they did very well. I mean, some of the customers, uh, mine will not qualify for the new PPP loans because they didn't see uh, any reduction in sales. They actually prospered very much. And so it, it, it's a great thing. You know, like I, I was looking at my branch president going, man, we're in a great position because our people didn't suffer. We're grateful, you know, because businesses aren't shutting down. They're prospering. So we're, you know, there's only a few that, that showed decrease uh, in sales, which are, you know, bakeries and that type of stuff because weddings were canceled and, and right. events and all that stuff. So, but the, the most part in general, the, the restaurants did well because they switched to takeout and they amped it up and, and they, they've done really well. It's awesome. So that's really good. So do you see uh, on this, uh, this reset you're talking about, do you see the, the, over the next year, maybe two years, three years, do you see the Fed raising the interest rates or do you see the Fed keeping them low? I think that they're going to keep them low. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to have to, to keep inflation from coming in and hitting us. Uh, the, uh, I think the big thing is, is that how, we are going going to move forward with our money system. Yeah. Uh, we hear a lot of chatter, you know, you know, people, you know, talking about digital currency and stuff. You, you just don't know. I mean, th will that happen? I don't know. I mean, we're just in an uncharted territory where we just don't have the eyesight yet. Of the, we got some profits that do, but, they kind of give us clues enough to, to start preparing, but most of the time we're just going to have to just trust God and listen. 
that's the biggest thing of advice as a banker I give people is that you need to start listening to God. Come on. I love that. That's good. That's good advice, Banker Mike. Listen, one of the things, too, I remember, and you probably remember this, too, and I was in the market then, uh, back in 1999, 98, 2000, you know, people were coming out with these dot-coms, right? And the dot-coms, all they had to have was a performa that that looked like they would make money in 10 years (laughs) and take the dang thing public, right? And it was like, Everybody was saying it's a new economy, man. Don't you get it? Get on this train, you know. And everybody, I, I remember I had a friend, he was he was hitting like four hundred thousand dollars a week in profits and just because the stock was just climbing through the roof, it was crazy. And I thought maybe this is a new economy. Maybe, maybe nowadays you don't have to show any profits. You, maybe, maybe there is no more uh brick and mortar, it's just all in the in the ethernet. And Obviously, that's not true. <laughs> we had a little, no. <laughs> we, we no. had, it had a little correction. Of course, you know, nine eleven didn't help. But uh, then two thousand, then we come out of that a little bit. Then two thousand eight, the bubble hit again, right? And so, yep. n- like, I, I have some people that you know, they, you know, I, I took some criticism on on Bitcoin. You know, um, when I was over at Upper Room, I remember they say, "Man, we should invest in Bitcoin." You know, we should put you know, $100,000 of the church money into Bitcoin. I said, man, look, you know, we're not going to be doing that, you know? And so, you know, then it went to 40,000 right here recently. And so, and they're saying it's a new economy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, digital is so new. I mean, it's been around. There are countries that are on it. India is on it, but we just don't have, you know, the mindset, I don't think to run it. I mean, because it's the, here, I think we are so headstrong on new ideas, on new currency. You know, how's that going to work? Is it going to be gold standard? Is it going, you know, is it precious metal standard? We don't know. I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, I don't want it to be backed by oil, for goodness sake. I mean, it went to zero, negative, you know, so why, I mean, you know, what is, what is that going to be said to us? You know, that's the thing we don't know. And that's why I keep saying, you know, you've always said this cash is king, but you know, right now it is, but then, you know, a year from now, what's it going to look like? Yeah. That's the game. You yeah. know, you just got, you know, money, you know, like you've always said, even during this pandemic, money is moving. Mm-hmm. It's always been moving. I can get attest to that. Our bank had a, best ever during 2020. Now get that. How could that happen? But it did, you know, our, our people prospered. And I think it's mainly the blessing of God over this area. Come on. You know, uh, whenever the crash in what you just talked about 2008 with the real estate, we didn't get hit as bad because our, our appraisals weren't inflated, you know, 22, 26% they were only inflated uh, just basically the cost to build the house. So two to 3%. So when that adjustment came, we did not get hit like they did. Yeah. That's so good. You know, it's funny because, you know, I was having lunch with uh, uh, somebody last week. We we're talking about Bitcoin and, and, you know, uh, he said, look, I know there's going to be people who get rich off Bitcoin. There's I, and there have been, you know, but I don't want to be the last guy standing, you know, and, yeah. Because I don't don't understand it. You know, one of the things that I always, and you hear, you've heard me before, Mike, one of the things I only invest in things I understand, you know, know, I I understand oil, 
I get that. You know, I, I, I understand airlines. I understand Disney. I understand, you know, Pixar. I understand these things. Uh, and so, you know, that's generally what I invest in. And so, uh, you know, my advice to anybody out there, listeners, you know, if you're in Bitcoin, rock on. I mean, you know, I'm not going to uh, tell you not to, but just be careful. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I mean, to give you an example, whenever, I guess it was the Denari, you know, that everybody was, oh, we got to buy this, you know, oh my gosh, it, I had people, well, I need to get this account open because I'm fixing to have a million dollars come in because I invested, you know, 20,000 into this deal and I just, I just hang my head and go, it's a scam. It's a scam. It's not going to, well, the, the government's just, they just got to sign this and then it's going to be, and it's going to go open. I went, no, it's not. And, you know, and I mean, some of these people, I mean, I had one guy that was a pastor mm -hmm. that knew his stuff and biblically, and he was just saying, you know, <laughs> just all this stuff. And I'm going, sir, I understand what you're saying, but right now it's on our fraud list. Whenever our bank puts it on the fraud list, it means it's not going to happen. Pretty much. It's not going to happen. You know, <clears throat> and then I had, I had one lady that she had lost her husband. We'd walked her through that and, you know, and she had some money, thank goodness he prepared and everything. Uh, but it was a sudden deal. Well, this was her, you know, a uh, good friend. And I f finally, I mean, he was just kind of <clears throat> chewing on me. And I finally said, sir, I just want to ask you this one question. She's a widow. Are you going to replace that money if this goes down? Because that's what I look at right now. That money is hers. And if it's not invested wisely, it's got to, it's got to last her a long time. So if you're not willing to fork up money to replace her investment, then I wouldn't do it. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. It's called fiduciary responsibility, right? Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I talked to some people and I, you know, of course I gave my life to Jesus after all the denarii scare and, and all that stuff or, or what was going on with all that. But I know that I talked to somebody that went over to Iraq, uh, I don't know, it was like four or five years ago, six years ago. And, you know, he had like, I don't know, 20 billion hours worth of denarii and he gave it to somebody and it would cover one month rent for them. And they were just happy to have it though, you know, <laughs> or they could paper their whole house with it, you know? So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I know it's, it's, and I guess, I guess it's, you know, I guess it's the, you know, you know, people, that's why they buy lottery tickets, right? You never know, right? I mean, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, as you know, you know, lottery tickets are a sucker's bet. But anyways, uh, I digress. So, uh, <laughs> so interest rates are going to stay low. I think so as well, because, you know, with, with the come, even with the, you know, the vaccines coming out, you know, they need to get the distribution out and mass deal. I love the way Israel, Israel's doing it. They're, they're opening up the football stadiums and having all the, everybody come in and get the shot. You know, I mean, I think it's great. And uh, I want, you know, I know there's a lot of people in our listeners that they're not going to get the shot because, you know, it's going to change their DNA and all of a sudden, you know, spaceships going to come and grab them and they, you know, they're going to turn into zombies, but you know, I'm not in that kind of fear, right? If, if I, if I need to get the shot, I'll get the shot. Uh, I'm waiting for the Johnson and Johnson one listener. So, cause it's one and done because listen, I don't like going anywhere that I have to go anyway. That's right. I said it. <laughs> but so, so if I have to go somewhere, I'm just going one time, but uh, be that as it may, I do think you're right. I think, you know, I'm looking at, you know, God willing, uh, you know, June, July, we can get back to some kind of normalcy. I know that there's 
a lot of states out there are still shut down. How's the panhandle doing? I know in Dallas, the restaurants are open. Uh, people are, you know, you walk in with your mask on and so forth. But I know there's a lot of listeners in different parts of the country that aren't so fortunate with that. Is the panhandle kind of run doing it the same way as far as, you know, everything's basically open? Yes, it is. Uh, I think they're running at 50 to 70 percent of restaurant, you know, but most people are still doing takeout. Yeah, uh, we did have a spike here in November and December uh, and uh, our numbers did spike in death. Um, and that, my dad was one of them. So yeah. I'm well aware of of the heartache and everything else that goes with it. Yeah. But at the same time, I still don't fear it. I mean, I've, I was in the belly of the beast because he was in ICU. And then when he passed, we had to, you know, take him off life support and all that stuff. And, and neither one of, you know, Janice or I got it. And it was because we immediately, when we came home, we took everything off, went and took hot showers, washed those clothes. I mean, it, it's all about touching. It's really, um, you know, you know, there's opinions out there both ways, you know, wear the mask, the mask is not even good, you know, but right. I, I can, my opinion right now is my opinion. It's not y'all's opinion. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, that, uh, you know, that's, that's how the whole nation is in the world is. And, and hopefully we'll see it die down by April. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, you know, the truth would come out and that we can see everything as, as truth and not shaded or this person, you know, all this jabber, you know, the voices need to die down and we just need to hear God and heal the country now Amen. Amen. is how I look at it. It's, it's, you know, God's going to be God, no matter who's sitting in, in that presidency. That's it. And so oh, it's like, I, you know, you just have to get, get used to it. You know, we've survived everything and made it this way. We've made it through pandemic. We've made it through the, um, the economy, you know, going up and down. It's, you know, and we've lived through, you know, everything else. Yeah. So I think it's going to be something that we'll see in the future that it should calm down, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do. And, and uh, yeah, and as they say, this too shall pass. And, uh, yeah. you know, I know that uh, I have some, I know you lost your dad and I, I had some friends that lose their parents or grandparents as well. And I know it's hard. I get it. Uh, my mother's 83 and, and she's been pretty good about it. You know, uh, you know, uh, she goes out, she'll go to the grocery store, you know, but she wears a mask and so forth. But um, yeah. And so, uh, so what do you working with Chuck Pierce? Cause uh, you know, Chuck's Chuck's out there, man. He, he goes after it. So how was it when you were running with Chuck? It was really interesting working for them. It, uh, I actually, uh, that's <clears throat> to watch and learn. That's what I did. I worked hard, watched and learned what they did. And Chuck is one of those uh, incredible prophets. Um, when God speaks to him, he doesn't immediately, I'm kind of like, man, God spoke to me, man, I got to blurt it out there and let everybody know that, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm prophetic and I've got a gift. You know, <laughs> him, he's real. I, I, I really admire him because he doesn't say anything until the spirit of the Lord tells him to. And it's strategic when he does. And so he's thought through it. Um, and um, actually when I was working for, for him is whenever he first got the download of the Trump card mm -hmm. and that was in the early 2000. 
And so, I mean, he's had it since then. But, of course, we're looking at each other, scratch our heads. What the heck? I mean, are we playing spades and we play the trump card? I mean, what? You know, and so it was an interesting time to see how back then has developed to the now word. Mm-hmm. You know, because he wrote about it in his books, you know, in two or three of his books. So it's all documented. And, and um, you know, it's funny because uh, when we travel with them, I, I did the uh, remote bookstores. So I would take this whole set of books everywhere across the country. And, and uh, of course, we'd go out and eat and you know, everything. And I remember we were in the van with them and Chuck kind of looks back at me and he, and I was wearing this really nice vest, you know, sweater vest. And it was really cool looking. And he goes, that would look better on Clyde. You need to give that to him. And I'm just going, <laughs> what? I'm not giving him my clothes, you know? And then of course, you know, you, you know, I just kind of let, you know, kind of put that down. And then, and then I've heard the Lord say, obey. And I went, crap. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I gave it to him and I said, I hope you, you're going to look good in it, you know, and just make, we just, it's kind of a joke around the office. Well, I went on a mission trip of all places to Australia. I was the last one to go. My son was going and I, he was pretty young and I just said, no, I don't want him going by himself. So I, I, it worked out for me to go. Well, the, there was one, one family that hadn't got a person to stay with them. And so I was the last person that didn't have a place to live while we were over there on that mission. And it was this older couple. They had, and it was beautiful. They just moved into a brand new townhouse there in Australia. And, and so uh, we, we had a great time there. And she goes, before you leave, God just told me to give you something. I said, well, what, what, you know, and she pulls out the sweater vest. Come on. I love and it. it's, I mean, it's the same type, but it's actually beautiful. It's better. The colors were more vibrant. And she goes, yeah, I bought it for one of my boys and they didn't want it. So would you like this? And I went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so God took me around the world to get a new vest that I gave away just because I was obedient. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Well, you must have had some great. How long did you run with Chuck? Uh, two and a half years. Wow. That must have been an amazing experience, Mike. Yeah. With, with, global, with global Harvest, I got to meet some of the, the, uh, the shakers and movers of the nation. Mike Bickle, Houses of Prayer, um, Tommy Tenney, uh, some of these, uh, um, Cindy Jacobs, Chuck um, Dutch Sheets. Uh, a lot of these people were some, you know, we would go across the nation with these people and incredible people. Uh, Joseph Garlington. I mean, th- you, you name it. There's some incredible, incredible people. Yeah, that I got to run with and and see and meet the intercessors from around the world because they were big in uh, bringing the intercessors in from around the world to know how to pray for the nations. It's awesome. I remember interviewing Sean Bowles and and I asked him who his most uh, admired prophet was, and he said Cindy Jacobs. And uh, he just he he loved her tenacity and that she would walk into, you know, heads of state, presidents of countries and, you know, and just say what, you know, they'd say, yeah, you know what you're going to say? No, but the Holy Spirit does. <laughs> and, and open up her mouth and it would all come out, you know, uh, which I just think is amazing. So, man, you were blessed. That was pretty cool, Mike. It really was, you know. Yeah, it, I got to learn a lot. I really yeah. did. Yeah. You should write a book about some of this, bro. Oh, it would, it would definitely be interesting. 
because I mean, because you know, you know, I was talking about that today uh, with a, a guy that was here at the house. Is that you know, whenever you work for people of such um, uh, magnitude of the kingdom, that the things that they do really do shake the nations. And so when the demons come at them, which they do, you know, because they try to stop them, and, you know, you, you're in the middle of a war anyway by working for them. And so sometimes they just don't come at them. They come after the ones working for them uh, because they're easier sometimes to get to because some of us are younger and we don't know everything about how to put the hedge protection and understanding the warfare, because when you, you have warfare in just your daily life, it's different whenever you're working with a national organization that in, in tank, not entangles, but engages these hierarchies in the demonic realm to take them out. And so you have to learn warfare in a whole different level and really quick. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. Well, I know, I know that, you know, uh, you're a big intercessory for us at Next Level Experience, and you, you help a lot with that. And you taught Stacy and I quite a bit too. So I, you know, one of the things that's really uh, just fascinating is it, with you, Mike, is that you're in the you're in you know you're in the secular world, you're in the non secular world, you're doing kingdom business, and I'm sure you have some clients that aren't believers, but you get to pray over them, and you get to bring the Holy Spirit into that monetary system, the banking system, and bless people in a special way. That would make you kind of like a unicorn in some areas of the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you got to be real careful with it too. Cause some people, you know, it can turn them off that the other ones, you know, whenever, the, you know, like when people have issues or a death in the family, they come and it's like, they, they're just open that, Hey, come see us. You know, we need something. We need to hear yeah. what, what you have to say right now. Yeah. Cause they don't have anything to base their life on. If they don't, if they're, they don't have Jesus, then they know that in that traumatic time that God, they need God, they need that foundation. So mm-hmm. they'll, you know, they'll pick up the phone and call. And- yeah. Amen. And you're there. And I just, I just think God's put you in that unique spot and he's really got you in this place for, for a season, for a reason. And, and I'm just, I'm proud of the way you show up out there, man. I really am. And uh, I'm proud of the way you, uh, minister constantly and bring wisdom into uh that community and i and i know that you you know mentor some of these young bucks there uh out there too at the bank which is i think is awesome so all right um i always ask my my uh guest two questions number one what book are you currently reading and why and number two what word are you sitting on right now Hmm. what scripture what address yeah okay um the book I am actually reading right now that I'm uh, ordered in is actually to finish uh, is the one that Chuck Pierce just wrote is the re- rekindling the fire on the altar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's coming in. That's one of the ones that I'm can't wait. That's one of his newest ones. And um, the word that I'm setting on now, uh, that's a, that's a, that must not fully develop because it's kind of, it's one of those that I can't really, I don't have permission to give you. <laughs> I got you. That's cool. That's all right, man. That's all right. What, what, you know, I, I'm right now, uh, I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got a person I'm coaching and, 
they're in the military. And so we're doing some uh, things on in Matthew and I've had him read two chapters every day in Matthew, then summarize. And so every morning at five o'clock in the morning, I get a summary of Matthew in two chapters. <laughs> and it's so cool, you know, and it's helping him and it's helping me. And uh, it's just really good. So that's, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out in Matthew uh, via uh, the military, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. Well, you know, like, you know, the words that, that I, I'm in is right now more of seeing the character of Jesus through all this. You know, because, I mean, you can slice and dice anybody in this situation and that situation and the world secular on the stage of the United States and all that stuff. And the thing is, is that you, my word that he's been tempering in me is I have to come from the position of love without a doubt, you know, because there's none of that out there. God just says, put me in this place of if you can't speak from that position, you don't need to be speaking at all so because, because you can't speak uh, with a filter of hate. You can't speak with that filter of, I don't trust that person. You have to listen and be seated in that place of rest with him. So, so good. It's so good. And, you know, it's like, you know, the, his greatest commandment is love, love the Lord with all your heart and soul. Right. And, and it's all about love. And that's, a, that's right. You can always tell when somebody's coming from love or fear, you know, and love is of him and fear is not. And so uh, that's good. Banker Mike. I always call you banker Mike because uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a term of endearment because I love, I love that you're a banker. I love that you're Holy spirit filled and uh, you're so wise in the word and in, in your following and you and Janice are just uh, the pillars out there in Canyon, Texas. And so I, I love that you're uh, always bold in Christ and that uh, you have uh, wisdom uh, beyond your years. And so, Mike Sluter, thank you so much for being a guest on The Next Level. You're awesome on our podcast, and we are blessed to have you. are our first banker to be on here, so there you go. <laughs> oh, well, it? thank you. I'm privileged. I'm privileged. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> Tell Janice we said hello, and I'll be seeing you soon. All right. Sounds good. God bless. listening to the next level podcast don't forget to subscribe rate review and share for more resources to help you maintain your next level life join our community at the michael